Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Welcome to the show. Hey, happy Thursday, everybody. Mark Aram and the Banana is going to keep you uh, entertained on your long ride home. Got a ton of stuff today. Little Sanjay is going to join us with Would You Rather. 50th anniversary of Woodstock is today, and Dale Jr. escapes a fiery plane crash. Before we get into what I plan to, Chris Chandler, you had what, what we call in the business a kicker story at the end of your newscast there? A kicker story. A- that means for if the folks not familiar yeah. with the official news lingo, it means a humorous story yeah. to end the dire doom and destruction exactly yeah. so you do the heavy yeah. stuff and at the end you do a little kicker that's but right it can be informative or funny or whatever right, right. this one was was uh, informative for me 50 percent. what was the what no was the stat you 60 said? let's hold on i got it here oh you're right nearly half of american adults still use cash for purchases under ten dollars that surprises me i never have cash never i i have cash at home yeah. i usually don't carry cash with me yeah. but the other day uh this is going to just show what a slob i am I was at I was at Arby's and I was gonna pay with my credit card and I dropped my credit card down you know that little that no man's land between my seat and the middle console <laughs> yeah and I couldn't get it so I basically I had enough to pay for the Arby's but I couldn't get the thing so I've been I've been cardless basically for four days horror it is it's it's crazy but what I noticed is when I had no access I mean I've got another credit card but I use one for the main purchases for the miles like you say <laughs> so I've been paying with everything in cash for the last four days. And I, it's really curbed my spending, knowing that, oh, it's cash. Like, I'm actually paying with cash. That's real money. With the card, it's like, oh, it's the card. Put it on the card. I think it's fine. At Kroger, it's more embarrassing to have the cash. They don't quite know what to do with it. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah. So it's I, I just found that. I mean, I was able, I went today. I was like, all right, I, I'm running out of cash. I got to get my credit card. So I moved the seat back and went in there with my <laughs> flashlight, and I found my credit card. But it was an interesting social experiment uh, for but for the last four days of of not using a credit card and just yeah. using cash, it's yeah. like, oh, do I have enough cash to get this purchase? Do I have enough? Ca- I felt like I was in 1979 again. I think that's fine. Yeah, exactly. I remember 1979. I was looking for my checkbook. I'm like, let me write a check for this Arby's. <laughs> Arby's take a personal check. Anyway, do you guys do you guys carry any cash? No. Whoop. Never. Never. Do, is any of your purchase are any of your purchases ever in cash? Nope. I just keep enough cash in the truck for valet. Yeah. If I if I'm planning something out, yes, then I'll take enough for cash, but not just randomly. Deb Green, who uh, I'm never gonna figure out. Do you? You you probably go. Yeah, I have four hundred dollars on me right now. Like you probably are (laughs) a strictly cash person, right? I usually have a little bit on me just in case. You never know where you're gonna end up. But um, if I have enough money, I will pay in cash. Otherwise, we put it all on a credit card. The perfect amount of cash to have. Is twenty nine dollars and seventy six cents. You should always have that on. Why? What's twenty nine dollars? Because that's what you have on you right now. No, no, because I don't. I know I'm counting right now. Because oh. you can make change with everything. Oh sure. You know what I'm saying? I enough you. dollars, enough fives. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Five. You get a four a ones, a five, a ten, and a twenty, or whatever. Thirty. Maybe it's thirty nine seventy six. Yeah. Let me see right now. I've got uh, five fives and four singles. I, so I have twenty nine dollars. I'm ten dollars short. 
But it's it's weird. I didn't think that many people used cash every day. I don't like uh, – I will use cash on occasion if I don't trust where I'm at that they might like, steal my credit card info. Oh, yeah. You know, if it's a shady joint, like low T's gun range, I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay in cash. It's an outstanding or, establishment. Or if, <laughs> or if I'm buying something embarrassing and I don't want a paper trail on it, then I'll pay for cash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's crazy. 50%, is there any one item that you will just pay cash for? Nothing, right? No. no. 50, who are these 50% of people? Paying cash? I bet I mean, the I just, older generation, maybe. Like, my father doesn't own a credit card. He never has. Yeah. He's, he'll pay cash as much as possible. He has to. My dad always has cash, but he'll use his card. I mean, he's not a uh, an animal. When I had to watch my spending. <laughs> not a Neanderthal. I, I, I used a lot of cash. I, I really, when I, I spent. When I, did, when I was younger, probably until I got into my 30s. I used as much cash as possible because it kept me more responsible because yeah. I would always be like, oh, I'm getting, I've spent a lot of money. Well, the card, I never noticed that, how much I spent. That's why they use chips in a casino. Mm-hmm. Because if you use cash, you'd be like, wow, that's $100. Yep. But you're like, oh, it's just it's one chip. chip. <laughs> it's one chip. That's why, because your mind, mm-hmm. our minds, not just you, Chuck, our yeah. minds are, you know, don't equate that $100 chip for $100. It's just a chip. That's why you can't uh, bet with cash in a casino. You have to change in your cash, and mm-hmm. then they give you chips because your 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 mind doesn't equate the same. I'll tell you what. Uh, the one thing I was really frustrating. I went to pay my Georgia Power bill the other day when I didn't have my credit card. They wouldn't take casino chips. They wouldn't take casino <laughs> chips. By the way, I, my vessels. my AC bill this month is it, yeah. oh. oh my god. Yeah, it's. Uh, I gotta sell a kidney. Yeah. But anyway, so I log in and I try and it says your saved info. I hit my saved info, but then I have to re-enter the credit card. Secret digit, whatever yeah. thing, I'm and I didn't have it. I'm like, ah, that's why that what's that's what got me to get fish the credit card. Fish out of my to thing. finally get it because I didn't okay. remember the secret number. Anyway, I, that, that I just an interesting kicker story there from Chris Chandler. Uh, 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. So here's the the big story. Uh, I woke up this afternoon and and the coverage was on this Dale Earnhardt Jr. plane crash. I don't know if Erickson talked about it or not. If you heard it in the news, uh, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, obviously, probably the most famous uh, racing NASCAR guy alive right now. Uh, he's a racing analyst. I think he's retired. Uh, he and his wife and their dog uh, survived a, pli- a private jet crash in eastern Tennessee. Fiery crash. They had the uh, they posted the video up. I mean, just awful. It's amazing that he walked away with, from this. And it got me thinking about all the famous people that have died on plane crashes. And Deb Green, executive producer of the Mark Aram Show, pulled up a list. I asked her to pull up a list of famous people. Half of these people I don't know. I, I'm sure they're, they're more historical figures. Some of them are, yeah. Yeah, Dag Hammarskjöld. He was the second secretary general of the UN. He died. That's a cool uh, but, name. Yeah. But listen to all these uh, uh, famous people that died in plane crashes, Longoria. Uh, Aaliyah, Roberto Clemente, the great hmm, Puerto Rican ball player. Ironically, he died... Um, well, he was going down to help uh, poor people in Puerto Rico, like on New Year's Eve, December 31st, and his plane crashed, and he had died. He had exactly 3,000 career hits when he died. It was, it's, it's amazing. Anyway, Roberto Clemente, Patsy Cline. I didn't know Patsy Cline died in a plane crash. Yeah. I love Patsy Cline music, by the way. Uh, Jim Croce, I didn't know he died in a plane crash. Here's one that surprised me. Rocky Marciano died in a plane crash. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't know how he died, but no. There you go. Every time I talk about Jewish, uh, Joe Lewis, someone's got to bring up Rocky Machiato. Rocky <laughs> Machiato. That's your one. That's your... I had no idea. Glenn Miller, the band leader, died in a plane crash. Thurman Munson, I knew that. The Yankees catcher died in a plane crash in 
79. Uh, Will Rogers, the famous actor, died in a plane crash. Stevie Ray Vaughan, I knew that. Richie Valens, sorry, Longoria. That's right. Died in a plane crash. Not my Richie. <laughs> Richie. Payne Stewart, the golfer, died in a plane crash. Corey Lytle, baseball pitcher. JFK Jr., that was the big one. I remember when that happened. That was shocking. Yeah. Because, I mean, that he was American royalty. And I firmly believe at some point in his life he would have been president. Oh, just, yeah, definitely. Just on the name alone. Just, yeah. you know, just ride that to uh, the Oval Office. And John Denver. I forgot died in a plane crash. So it's 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 crazy how many famous people have died at Roy Halladay. Did I mention him? Roy Halladay. That was one. Him or Payne Stewart where something happened in the cockpit and the plane just crashed into the side of a mountain. Oh, yeah, that's right. I it remember that. It wasn't Payne Stewart. They lost cabin pressure and they all passed they out. They all passed just out. Just going. went right and, into. Yeah, fighter uh, jets followed them until they crashed. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So I, I that's a lot of celebrities that have died in plane crashes. And those are just the ones that Deb got in the last six minutes. I'm sure there's more. Uh, but if you're that if you're that wealthy, is it worth the risk of flying private? I told him, my wife absolutely refuses. She goes, I don't care if you ever get the opportunity. You're not flying in one of these private jets because she she goes, she said you are not. I she she said no. She goes if you can hmm. if you can get to that point, you can afford a first class ticket on wherever you're going. Yeah, because commercial jets by and large don't crash yeah. with even remotely the same frequency sure. as these private jets do. She has a really phobia about flying or anybody she knows getting on one of those smaller private jets. I think you would uh, veto her. No, I'm, you met me. She's scary. I understood. My wife. I'm, surprised, she, I'm surprised she, I think she would be forcing you to fly private. Like, get go with Erickson to D.C., get on well, that No, pl- she's fine with me leaving her. Trust me, that's not the issue. Yeah, yeah. It's the means by which I'm getting oh, to where my you. destination. I got she, you. Has a real phobia about. She works with Payne Stewart's daughter, which may have something to do with it. Yeah, um, she has a real phobia about. Oh, it. interesting. All right, uh, I, I want to talk about the Earnhardt crash. Thankfully, knock on wood, everything's okay. But uh, flying those private planes, it's it's nuts. I've got a couple of private plane stories I want to tell you about. So tonight in the show, it's Throwback Thursday. We're listening to music from Woodstock. No, we're not. We're listening to. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We are now. <laughs> Woodstock's 50th anniversary today. Katie Kylie from 97 Wonder River is going to join us next hour to reminisce. We'll be right back. This is Throwback Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Can you believe it? I was not alive. Neither was Longoria, Loti, or Deb. I want to talk about that coming up next hour. But all Woodstock music tonight on the Mark Aram Show for Throwback Thursday, 404-872-0750. Troy joins us on the program. What's going on, Troy? Hey, man, I'm uh, calling you on the kicker story. So uh, your little uh, cash conundrum? Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, I was thinking about what you were saying. Why do I carry cash? One of the big deals is, like, when I go to the local restaurants around here, I like to tip the... uh, uh, servers in cash, they appreciate that, seem to get better service. You, well, you tip after, though, right? Or they just know that you're a cash tipper? Or do you tip uh, them up front? 
Well, like I said, I frequent the same places. I got those oh, I got you know, you. Prefer, preferred servers and stuff like that. So yeah. they see me, they know I'm going to tip them in cash. I think it makes a difference. Well, that's cool. I, I always keep cash for valets. Uh, I always I was a waiter, and I didn't I didn't care if it was a as long as you tip me. I didn't care if it was cash or credit yeah, card. Yeah, because you get paid out at the end of the day. Yeah, right? it didn't it didn't really matter I, for me. My waiter friend said that they didn't have to report those tips, so they could yeah. they could pocket that. But no waiter reports any of their tips, so it really yeah. doesn't matter. Like there's uh, I don't think, I don't think any waiters ever they report their salary, their base, the, you know the buck fifty an hour, or whatever. But I when I was a waiter, I didn't report any of my tips. I think that was a long time ago. Maybe things have changed. David's in Ackworth. David, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Just wanted to make a comment on your plane crashes. Yes. You didn't mention Amelia Earhart, but that's okay. Oh, um, she's still alive. Up. She's still alive. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see, and see, Jim Croce's plane was never found, you know. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was not found. You forgot Leonard Skinner. Well, you didn't. You didn't mention. Well, you Leonard didn't mention Skinner. everybody on the list. Yeah, that no, no, I there. didn't go through the yeah. whole list. I'm sorry. I, that was just some of the list. <laughs> okay. I did. I did mess up on Stevie Ray Vaughan, according to uh, Chad the Hangman. A helicopter, helicopter. Yeah, helicopter. Right. Yeah. So and thank then, you for uh, that, Chad. When the big bopper went down, you know who was, you know who gave up his seat for that plane with Richie Valens and the big bopper? It was uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Waylon Jennings. That's the other. That's the other one. <laughs> yes, sir. You're exactly right. Thanks. Yep, just, Jerry Lee Lewis hey, was not on that plane, though. That I do know. Thank you, sir. We're going to come back. A plane crashes. Dale Jr. is okay. Fiery jet crash, though. We're talking about private air travel, spending cash or credit. Who knows what's going on? It's the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, do what Steve Gutenberg says. He's a wise man. Throwback Thursday, 50th anniversary of Woodstock is today. Uh, Katie Kiley from 97.1 The River is going to join us after 7 as we reminisce on that huge, huge festival. Talking about Dale Earnhardt Jr. walks away from a fiery plane crash today in eastern Tennessee. So many celebrities have died uh, in private uh, plane crashes. It makes you wonder, even if you have the funds, would you fly private? I'm going to say yes, <laughs> absolutely, for one reason. I, I mean, I've flown private uh, one time to Vegas. My buddy and his family go out every year. The guy's, uh, the dad is retired UPS, has a lot of money, and his wife is in a wheelchair, and they don't like flying sure. uh, commercials. So they'll rent a private plane and take the whole family out. My buddy invited me one. Oh, my God, you land at the airport in Vegas, and the, there's a limo there. It's fantastic. Two other times I flew private. Uh, Bortz, I flew on Bortz's plane back from the Georgia-Florida game in Jacksonville. Typical Bortz, nice enough to do it, to fly me down. He offered blah, blah, blah. He flies me back to uh, to the airport in Peachtree Cab. Flew me from Jacksonville to Florida to Peachtree Cab Airport, and he wouldn't give me a ride home. He wouldn't drive me. <laughs> He's like, call a cab and took off. Uh, and the third time was we had to go to a funeral in North Carolina. Uh, it was station-related, and Clark Howard got a private plane, and it was me Clark and Chris Camp, our news director, and, and Chris, Chris and I are in the back seat, and I look over to Chris, you know, if this plane goes down, it's going to be Clark Howard and two others perishing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the, but it's, it's really cool. I'm, I might roll the dice. Yeah, I, I, mean, I could see why. I tried, I, to, I tried to get one. I think I talked about this over Christmas. I wanted to fly my dogs up to Connecticut to see my, oh, that's right, yeah. uh, my parents, and I was like, oh, it can't be that expensive. Like, let me go on NetJets or whatever it was, the cheapest option, yeah. just two people, two dogs, blah, blah, blah. And it was like $41,000 yeah. was the lowest. I was like, well, all right, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Looks like expensive. we're driving, Bosco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, your thoughts on that, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Mimi joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Mimi. Hi there, sweetie. What's up? So my husband. 
No kidding. We were, we were living in the Poughkeepsie area at the time, and we saw the signs and heard about it. We thought, oh, it's just another one of those concerts. No big deal. We weren't in the mood that particular weekend. And then, of course, by Friday when the throughway was closed, we knew that we were uh, in a different whole realm of reality. So he and his brother-in-law got in the car and drove over so on Sunday, they were the only ones there that were clean, clothed, and sober. Oh, wow. Now, how old were, how old was your husband when he went? Do you know? Uh, yeah, so I was 17. He would have been 19, I think. So my parents were that age, around that age, and they didn't go. And they lived in New York, and I was, I'm, I'm still, like, mad at them. I'm like, why <laughs> yeah. didn't you go? And my, my, my yeah. parents weren't hippies, you know, so they're like, oh, we didn't even consider it. Yeah, like, no, I mean, we just, it was just going to, you know, for... I guess we weren't living in the city. I was actually going back and forth to the city every day. But, um, you know, it it was just a, you know, it was, it was a concert. You know, it was a summer concert. Yeah. But anyway. In hindsight, I, in hindsight, though, I mean, you, you kind of wish you probably went, right, Mimi? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's a great story to tell the grandchildren. I have five grandchildren, and he's a rock star in their eyes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, I guess, I mean, you never know. But no other concert uh Get together, Deb Green has ever even come close to Woodstock. You know, you've got Lollapalooza, but nothing will ever touch the original Woodstock, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think people will throw like Monterey Pop or Altamont or something, but I it wasn't heard they, of either, either of those. <laughs> but they weren't as big as what Woodstock <laughs> yeah. turned out to be. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Do you think Woodstock is as big as it is because it only happened once, as opposed to like Lollapalooza that happens every Absolutely. year? Absolutely, it yeah. was a one-time thing. It was done by like twenty-somethings who just had a great idea to let's do it. No one really knew the artists. A couple of them were big, but really they were still kind of new on the scene. And so it's it's like Crosby, when we go to Crosby, like, Stills, Nash and Young. That was their second time ever performing. It, Exactly. It's like when we go to Music Midtown and you don't know some of the artists, yeah. and then two years later they're like on the top of the chart. So you didn't know what you were getting no. into. It was just a music festival. Like four years ago, I went to see Longoria and the Bucketheads at Music Midtown, <laughs> and I had no idea who they were. 404 750 Dave joins us on the program. Hello, Dave. Hey, how's it going, Mark? What's up, brother? Hey, I'm a recent transplant from Silicon Valley, worked at Visa and PayPal. And we just sit around in a room and just thinking about how we can stop people from using cash and using cards more often. I thought you had already done that pretty successfully. I can't believe that 50% of people still use cash for everyday purchases. Hey, we had numbers on on every day, every month basis on how we were doing that and how effective we were. And, you know, we'd, we'd try everything in the book to get people like fingerprints to facial recognition and all that just to get people to keep that cash out of their pocket. Do you know the demos, the demographics of what, you know, is it is it people 50 and over that are using cash and people 50 and under that aren't? How does it break down? Do you know? Yeah, you traditionally see the, the older generation, you know, they're, they're used to doing things a certain way. They're used to carrying that around. That's a security for them. So, we, you know, we would say sort of a lost cause. Uh, you know, let's, let's target those up-and-comers who, you know, have a digital device in their hand, who have an affinity to, to, to technology or something like that, and we'd try to go after that as, so as they became older and more affluent and with purchasing power, you know, we'd go after, you know, how do we continue to keep them with 100% you know, yeah. card only. I'm, I'm kind of um, like in that middle range, so I'm 45, and uh, you, know, you remember Fisher? Yeah. Fisher owed me 100 bucks, and he sent it to me on Apple Pay. And it was sitting on my phone for four months. I'm like, I don't even know how to use it. I don't know how to get rid of it. <laughs> you don't know how to get it. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, Maya, what do I do with this? It's just sitting there. She goes, Ugh. she goes, transfer it to me, and I'll give you a hundred dollars. So, I'll give you fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you seventy-two dollars. Charge. But it was. I mean, like, I'm I'm not hip, but I'm not, 
you know, super old. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like caught. Like, do I pay? I can't walk around without no cash in my pocket. I've got to have some cash. That's just habit. Like, whatever. I got to have eight bucks in my pocket at least or something to, to do. I don't know. It's weird. All right. Coming back on Woodstock's 50th. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Talking about that, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane crash. And uh, do you use cash on a daily basis? 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. Ever since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I can't see nothing like him. Fiftieth anniversary of Woodstock. Dale Earnhardt Jr. survives a fire. And oh yeah, that hotel, the Legionnaire Hotel, is open. Uh, before we get back to the phone calls, Alex Williams from the traffic team joins us here for another edition of Does Alex Williams knew that knows that know that food? Does Alex Williams know this food? Let me hear the intro so I can get it right, Longoria. Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? Does Alex Williams know this food? That boy don't know what that is. Let's see if that boy knows what it is. Alex Williams, tonight's food. Scrapple. 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 Use it in a sentence. That was kind of helpful. What's for dinner tonight, Mom? Oh, Scrapple, Alex. Thanks, Mom. Is that like Spam? Scrapple. It's close. Um, Scrapple is a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal and wheat flour, often buckwheat flour and spices. The mush is formed into a semi-solid congealed loaf, and the slices of Scrapple are then pan-fried before serving. Like a McRib. That's definitely Spam. Yeah, that sounds like Spam. That's where Spam came from, I think. So we'll give it to him? Uh, Give it to him? That sounds like Spam. That's my bell. Ding. All right, Alex Williams. There it is. Hey, Alex there. Williams did the know best this. I've food. ever done. Good job, buddy. And we got the new music. I like yeah, it. Yeah, go home and eat your scrap. Is that like from a certain region? Like where would they, you eat that a lot? So I believe that one came over from the Scandinavian countries yeah. as they were settling here in the United States. Indeed. They just took leftovers and they just created throw spam. It together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell your fiance to make you scrapple this weekend. She can't make the toast. <laughs> I hope she's sleeping. She's sleeping. Right. Thank you, Alex All Williams. Right. Alex Williams did know this food. That he boy did. did know this food. Uh, Timothy's in Loganville. Timothy, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hi. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. And uh, scrapple is definitely awesome. All right. I've never had it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Um, okay. Money in the car. Um, I always keep money in the car, and it saved us. Um, about three years ago, maybe four, when uh, Hurricane Matthew or Michael uh, hit Myrtle Beach, where my former in-laws lived. So we packed up the kids, and we went down there to, to help them out. And as it turns out, the, the worst damage was about 50 miles inland. How much? I, we got to run so, for news, Timothy. How much money, how much cash do you keep in the car traditionally? Uh, about a hundred bucks. Wow, that's but, a lot of money. What's your license plate number? Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Logoria. Did you see A Rod had a half million dollars worth of stuff stolen out of his car? I don't believe that. What a moron! I don't believe that. I, I know, I believe it because he's a moron. It's a not rental a, car. Not a moron. He's a moron. Uh, we're going to come back. Your calls and Katie Kylie from ninety-seven one the river on the fiftieth anniversary of Woodstock. This is the Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No.
Welcome back to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 708, eight minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. In case you're just joining us, 7.5 on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. Wasn't too bad. Little Sandra is going to join us in just a couple minutes with Would You Rather. I'm going to get back to your calls in a second. But today is Throwback Thursday. We're listening to uh, songs from Woodstock. Woodstock was 50 years ago today. Joining us in studio from our sister station, 97.1 The River, Atlanta's rock expert and my good friend, Katie Kiley. How are you, Katie? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Um, uh, most monumental day in, in rock history, perhaps? It's certainly got to be one of them, right? Up there, right? I mean, oh, my gosh, yeah. It's, yeah. 50, I mean, that's really pretty unbelievable. Yeah, and, and the amazing, and there was a movie that came out after it, and it really set the standard for festivals and it's often been uh, tried to be uh, replicated, but never duplicated. <laughs> Can't replicate. Yeah, those people just, you know, in the mud, just getting to where they needed to go. I mean, they had no idea. Nobody had any idea. Yeah. what that was it was kids like. that ran it. And you look at the the set list and who played there: um, Hendrix and Joplin and uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and. Santana, the-, the Grateful Dead, Arlo Guthrie, the Who. The, how about the weirdest band that played? The one that just doesn't fit the mold of those. Shanana. Good girl. Was it? <laughs> That's right, Shanana. And Shanana made the same amount of money that Santana did. They both made seven hundred and fifty dollars. The the sat like what the what the bands got were crazy. crazy. Although Hendrix did well. He was the top He was the top guy. Yeah. And like um, Sly and the Family Stone got like six grand, which was a lot. Like other bands got but like they they had like a million people in so the band many though. People, so exactly. <laughs> I think Sly probably went. That's it. Yeah, twenty, bu- <laughs> 20 bucks a piece. <laughs> it's all mine. Uh, so so the twenty fifth anniversary was in nineteen ninety four, and I was in college in Poughkeepsie, New York, and we used to go to Woodstock and hang out, which is still like a hippie haven. It's a park, right? Isn't it like a. a- Historic. I never. I didn't. We. I never went to the actual location, okay. but the town, the small town yeah. of Woodstock. Um. And but I didn't go to the 25th anniversary. They came to, to my school and hired a bunch of like a bunch of my friends worked security and oh, concessions and stuff. But I was I was in Connecticut for the summer, so I missed it. I was there. My aunt took me. Did you really? To 94. Go? Yeah, it was a big deal. She's like, I want to go. You're coming with me. Who was who was who played there? I was, mean, you had some of the originals like Crosby, Stills and Nash was there, but obviously I remember Red Hot Chili Peppers, Aerosmith, yes, yes, stuff like yes. that. Yeah. yeah. I regret not going, but I can only imagine being of that era. And and not going to Woodstock and like my parents didn't go. They could have gone. I mean, they were the right age and yeah. they lived there and they never went. And I'm like, can you imagine the regret of missing the perhaps the greatest concert of all time? One of my older brothers wanted to go and we lived in Connecticut at the time. Mm-hmm. And my parent he must have been sixteen. They were like, no way. I'm surprised he didn't just go because that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. But uh, it, it, there was just no way. My parents knew. Nobody else knew, but my parents knew that it was going to be what it was. Yeah. So they were like, nope, not it, going. It's amazing. Well, I don't feel guilty because I wasn't alive yet, but I would have been really, I would have felt really guilty if I was of age. You're and, right. You're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things that if you were within driving distance sure. of that, you had to go. Sure. Right? But you know, you think about it, this is, you know, 1969 pre-internet, pre-everything, uh, you know, the word you'd have to, it'd be tough to convince me to go. Like, really? I'm going to drive all the way up to upstate New York for, nah, I mean, I'm kind of really? lazy too. Really? It would be tough to convince you. Yeah, because, you know, without firm details, like definitely, oh, a place to sleep and <laughs> whatever. 
I think it kind of became like this mythical unicorn. Like it's going to have this, 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 and this, and yeah. no one really knew. And then it kind of well, got yeah. bigger and bigger. And so you just wanted to be there. I, I love reflecting on it though, even though uh, I wasn't around. Katie Kylie, ninety-seven, won the river. We can listen to you when and where, my dear. From three to seven, three at ninety-seven point one. We yeah. prefer you listen three to six. And then flip over to the Mark right, right. show. But if you must get the full four hours of Katie Scarlett, then please do so. Can I just add one more quick yeah, thing? Please. Do you know that that couple that are on the cover of the Woodstock album mm-hmm. are still together? No way. Yes, they are. So the lady that's the guy's wrapped in the blanket and he's yeah. kind of holding her. And she said she just wanted to go to see what it was like and go to church on Sunday. <laughs> but of course, that didn't happen. No, they never <laughs> so got out of there. They're still together. That's Excellent. Cool. Yeah. Katie, always good to see you, buddy. You too, sweetie. All Thanks. Right. Thank you. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. Chad joined us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Chad. Hey, how are you doing? What's up, buddy? Well, when when um, J.P. Richardson and Buddy Holly and and them got killed in the plane crash, they put it all out over the um, stereo on our lunch. They announced it on the radio. We listened, we listened to all that on lunchtime during the um, when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. It was t- that's a crazy scenario, so, huh? The Big Bopper. So I mean, it was it was when when Big Bopper and yeah Richie Valens and all them got killed. I mean, the girls were falling out on the floor crying. What do they call Deb? The day the music died, right? Isn't yeah, the, the day the music died. The day the music died, and and probably the worst day in Longoria's life. And he wasn't mm-hmm. even born yet. <laughs> that wasn't La Bamba. No more. Tony's in Winder. Tony, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, um, I don't know how to start this. You was talking about the cash and credit? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. You know what gets me is a lot of places will give you a discount for paying cash. And the best example that I can think of, gas stations can give you as much as 25 cents a gallon. I've seen that before, yeah. Like if I have cash and I see that, I will definitely, definitely do that. Absolutely. And so, you know, they're wanting us to, from what I understand what you were saying, they're wanting us to become a cashless society to use credit, plastic and credit and all that stuff. The credit card companies Uh, do for sure. Now, the the businesses always, businesses will always prefer cash. Always. Because they don't have to pay the the percentage on the credit card. So um, you can, you can usually negotiate like in a small mom and pop store, uh, like like I buy baseball cards and let's say I want to buy a baseball card for a hundred dollars. I'll be like, well, how much is it in cash? And he'll be like, uh, 90. Yes, Chuck. I was just going to say on the cash thing, um, my primary care doctor offers a discount for cash. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, mine does too. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. This so, is a real doctor? Yeah. So, like, yeah, <laughs> well, no, she's great. Yeah, yeah, I go but to anything the VA, that's like outside of uh, insurance, she, gives, she has a cash discount. So sometimes I can that? do that instead of running it through my insurance. It's actually cheaper. Wow. I, I picture your doctor like the doc in Deadwood. Well, back home it was, definitely. <laughs> yeah. About to die. It was definitely doctor. Yeah, exactly. Coughing up blood. Yeah, exactly. He's got the black lung disease. Thank you for the call, sir. 404-872-0750, wsb talk It's time. For Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He's the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He's got a rigid timeline schedule. Couldn't be bumped till next half hour. He's Sanjay with Would You Rather. Thanks for being uh, so fluid with us, Sanjay. My man. With your Thank tight you schedule. Thank you for having me. I had, to rush, <laughs> I had to rush Katie Kylie out of here because we had to get you on. That that's that, well, I don't want to live in a world where that happens. <laughs> listen, everybody's got their priorities. Radio I legend Katie you. Kylie. I had to, I had to like shoo her out. I, listen, Katie, Sanjay's I, coming I, up I, to ask his questions. 
Get Enough of, of that here. Woodstock thing. You yeah. making me one of yours. All right, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, Sanjay's going to ask us questions. We're going to answer them in studio. Play along in your car. First question, Sanjay. Number one, would you rather have a shower that keeps you clean for seven days at a time or a bed that gives you a full night's rest in one hour? Full night's rest in one hour. So valuable. And I enjoy showering daily. I, I really like that feeling of showering. So give me a, a that bed. That feeling get... comes with. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Okay, but I like right. the, the ritual of it, you know. The, yeah. I, uh, the ritual of showering. Me too. But I, I can't remember the last time I slept more than four hours. So I'll take a, a bed that I can actually sleep in. Chuck? Hmm. I sleep pretty good no matter where I'm at. So... I'll take the shower. Longo? I'll take the the sleeping. I could have used that last night. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my sleep schedule is so... It's so, I stayed up to this afternoon too late finishing Stranger Things, <laughs> so I lost an hour and a half of sleep, so I'm so tired right now. Next question, Sanjay. All right, would you rather be very healthy and physically attractive like me with average wealth or be filter, filthy rich with neither health nor attractiveness? So I'm rich, but I don't. I'm not. I'm ugly, and I'm in poor health. Yes, correct. Nah, I can't do both. If you give me ugly, but I'm healthy and money, I'll do that. But filthy I, I, rich. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But I can't. I, <laughs> I, I want filthy, my health. No filthy rich though. Just like. you can't pay for health. So I'll give me the first option where I'm handsome and healthy, but not wealthy. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. All right, yeah, give me that one, Deb Green. Mm. I love the idea of having so much money. Yeah. But, it... yeah, I don't want to be unhealthy. I'm, like, I'm fairly unhealthy as much as I need to be. I, I can't yeah. imagine being worse. So eating, just... eating that apple Average. really is very unhealthy. It is a sour apple. You're eating <laughs> corn dogs every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got, do we have the corn dog for Deb D today? I, I don't know. You didn't bring it in. I'm sure there's one upstairs. Chuck, what are you picking? I disagree with your assertion that you can't buy health because, I mean. Well, yeah, you, you pay I... cash with your doctor. You get a <laughs> discount, <just> <laughs> Magic Johnson's got a lot of money. He seems to be doing pretty good with his health problem. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> you can do it. I'll take I'll take the money and right. the in the ugly and the poor health. Yeah. Yeah, he's convinced me. I'll take the yeah. the money. I'll just drink the poor money milkshakes. I'll be fine. Being ugly. All right, fair enough. Next question, Sanjay. All right. Would you rather do Marine Hell Week for one week every single year for the rest of your life or catch every single stoplight when it turns red? I want to say Hell Week once once a year, but I wouldn't survive the first one, so I'll yeah. be annoyed and stuck at stoplights. I guess that because I, I would die otherwise. I don't know what Hell Week. By the is. way, I have no idea what Hell Week really is. It's pretty. That, it's pretty bad. I did it once. Yeah, pretty... I did it once um, back when it? I was a Division One athlete. <laughs> it's a lot of running and swimming, and it's oh. it's very tough. I, I could. That's fine. Like for a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You do that. Yeah. Sure. All right, Chuck. Uh, no, because I, I have I have friends that are Marines, and yeah. I don't want to go through it's, that. It's tough. It's... I'll just move back home. There's only one blinking light in town. <laughs> I don't mind stopping at the hell one. I'm not going to stay here and get the stoplights. Good old, I'll move good back old home. Whitefish, Montana. Yeah. Longoria. Yeah, I'm going to take the stoplights. I, I'll probably die on the first day. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I won't, I won't survive even, now. Yeah. Not at my advanced age. Next question, Sanjay. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a MARTA station next door to your house or a small regional airport next door to your house. Are you saying each of those are good or bad? I'm trying to... That's up I, to you. I mean, that's up to you. The, the, the traffic, the noise, the people. What? What bothers you? What? <laughs> um, I'm going to go MARTA station because I could use that. You know, go to the Benz, go to... Uh, 
uh, Turner Field. Oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's no Marta. You can never to get there anyway. SunTrust Park. Um, yeah, I'll do Marta Station. I have no problem taking the train. I don't know why people are so afraid of it. Yeah. I love taking the train. If it was walkable to my house, yeah, I would do it exactly now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah. Chuck? I want to say the Marta because it would get me places, yeah. but I don't like people. I, I feel like there would be less of like a small regional airport. I'm just thinking of the noise factor of the airport. Like It's a small one, though. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah, but you got, the cab, right? It's you not got that Doug noisy. Turnbull taking off every <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going. I'm going to go airport just because of the people right. issue, the traffic. I'm going to go train. I'll take the train every day the if it was down yeah, the street from if, my house. If if I could, I would. Yeah, there's in, no train that runs at 3 a.m. You know, like in New in. York, right? People yeah. just deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. You know what's funny though? Now that I actually have money, like when I back when I was in New York and didn't have money, I took the train everywhere. Yeah, I haven't taken the subway in New York in 20 years. <laughs> like I can afford a cab now. I'm not. I'm not. I guess if you had to commute every day. It'd be fine. All right, Sanjay, we hopefully fit you in your schedule. Quick, do you give a cash uh, discount for your tax services? Uh, I certainly do. All right. Uh, he is, for now, for now, the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. Sanjay, <laughs> find him on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting. Go to your very busy appointment, Sanjay. Will do. Thank you. All right, there he is. Little Sanjay. We're going to come back with more of your calls. Throwback Thursday, 50th Woodstock on the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 726, still 93 degrees on Peachtree Street, talking about a lot of things, including the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Ironically, Chris joins us in Woodstock. Chris, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Or ma'am? Hey, Mark, awesome to talk to you. Uh, First-time caller. Welcome aboard, my friend. Transplant from Alaska. Oh, wow. Why did you leave Alaska? I was in Alaska for 20 years, Mark. And you, did, you didn't like it anymore, or you got tired? What was the deal? No, no, no. Most beautiful place on earth. I left uh, because of my family. It's that, that time in life where yeah, understood. moms and pops, and I'm an only child, mom's an only child, so blah, blah, blah. I, I dream of buying a place in Alaska and just, uh, you know, getting off the grid, go fishing. I've heard you say that. Yeah. You I know, um, uh, Zach Brown, he just bought a bunch of property in Homer, Alaska. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's, that... Yeah, I've seen him. He plays in little tiny bars now. Um, up in Homer? Just for fun. Well, that's how, you know, a lot yeah. of people I know saw him playing in little tiny bars in like Carrollton and Douglasville. And hey, uh, Chris, can you hang on through the break? Yes, sir. Or was that, or are you done? No, no, no. I got a story about Woodstock. Oh, excellent. Very cool. All right, hang on. Chris is going to get a story about Woodstock. Four dead in Ohio. Right? This is a great song. Mm-hmm. Throwback Thursday, Mark Aaron Show. Hey, this is former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, do you know about the USA? Do you know about the government? Can you tell me about the Constitution? Hey, learn about the USA. We the people... In order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution for the 
America. Welcome back to the show. 737-23 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aram and the Bananas. With you 6 to 8 on WSB. You can listen at home, Longoria, on Amazon Alexa or the WSB radio app. 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Check out Deb Green, resident uh, music expert. The uh, the salaries paid or the fees paid for the bands. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, the most, $18,000. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, 15000 Joan Baez, 10000 Credence, 10000 The band, 7500 Joplin, 7500 Jefferson Airplane, 7500 Sly and the Family Stone, 7000 The Who, 6200 Arlo Guthrie, five grand. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, five grand. All the way down to your group, Sha Na Na, $700. Possibly the best performance that weekend. Santana, 750 bucks. that's it. Joe mm-hmm. Cocker, 1300 Grateful Dead, 2500 Interesting. Wonder what that translates into uh, twenty nineteen dollars. Is it was it you know comparable? Probably not, right? Probably not. And now everyone has these crazy riders. There, I'm probably sure they're like we just show up and yeah, play. Exactly yeah. right. Probably not even food or bathrooms. Uh, Chris is in Woodstock. Used to live in Alaska. Has got a story about Woodstock. Welcome back, Chris. How are you, sir? Hey, awesome man. So there's a famous photograph uh, from the stage overlooking the entire venue of Woodstock where the stage is filled with uh, swamis mm-hmm. and the, the the guy is on the riser in the middle and the story goes is my friend Shridhar from Joshua Tree uh, was hanging out with Michael Lang and Artie Kornfeld on the stage several days before it was re- beginning to start mm-hmm. and they looked at Shridhar and they said what's missing and he said the spiritual aspect is missing so he was doing yoga in Manhattan, and that's when they got Swami Sachinananda. You can never say that, right? Sanjay's uncle, so I remember. The, guy, the Swami is the guy on the riser in the middle, and my friend was responsible for arranging oh, wow. that entire... Um, yeah, he's very proud of that. Did he get to go? He was, uh, I'm sorry? Did he go to the concert, though? He's on stage for that picture. Oh, all right. I thought you meant that he just went before he was on stage, but he was actually in that picture, that uh, famous picture. Yeah, he's like third to the left if wow. you're looking from the back. Deb's going to pull that picture up for me right now so I can see what your buddy looked like in 1969. Ken's in Woodstock. Ken, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Another guy from Woodstock. What's going on? <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, you know, it wasn't the cultural event at Woodstock, but there was actually a greater attendant uh Paul Rock Festival in uh, New York State a couple years later called Watkins Glen. That's where uh, they do the uh, NASCAR racing. Yes, it is. It was at that. It was at that uh, racetrack. Uh, Six hundred thousand they estimate there. Five hundred thousand at Woodstock. And check out the second Atlanta International Pop Festival in Byron, Georgia. They estimates there from three hundred to five hundred thousand. Deb's, Deb's nodding her head in agreement. Is that true, Deb? Yeah, Green? I've talked about it several times. Yeah. yeah. Who played at the Watkins Glen concert? Do you know? Yeah, the Almond Brothers Band, Grateful Dead, and the band. Oh, just wow. three bands. Oh, just three. Yeah. That's a. Mm-hmm. There's. I mean, I don't know what I would have done at Woodstock. Who like who? What's the one group at Woodstock that you would have gone to to check out? The I mean, obviously <laughs> Shanana. What about you, Ken? I loved. I love Shanana too. Uh, <laughs> but actually, probably the Who. Yeah. At that time. 
I think but, I would have done Kras- Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I think. Would you have known them at that time? Is no. the thing they weren't really well known. Correct. I mean, they all were in their other bands respectively, and then it was a super group. Hey, yeah. So maybe. Hey, Mark. Yes, sir. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut it out. No, it's all right. It's just dead. Butch, Butch Trucks. <laughs> Butch Trucks, one of the drummers for the Almond Brothers band, when they flew in, he said later he was absolutely terrified. He could not wait when he looked out and saw that crowd of people. He said he could not wait to get on and get off and get out of there. No he kidding. Said it was, yeah, he said there, it was there's just, an interesting he, story about, um, oh, what's her name? Famous singer-songwriter. She wrote the song Woodstock. Uh, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell was supposed to be there, but her manager pulled her out because she was supposed to be on the Dick Cavett show on Monday, and they were afraid they wouldn't be able to get her out. And this was like her first big-time TV appearance. So she bailed on it, and she felt so bad that she missed it that she wrote the song Woodstock. Um, but she Interesting. Yeah, it, it's pretty yep. cool. Uh, some more Woodstock. You ready for some more Woodstock trivia there, Ken? You bet. All right. This is from Deb Green. Um, Woodstock Ventures spent $2.5 million on the concert, but only collected $1.5 million. So they lost money on this. Well, there was a rumor that a lot of people didn't have tickets. They just showed up. Sure, yeah. I would imagine there wasn't very strict security there. Uh, 80 arrests were made at, at Woodstock, uh, most involving drug charges, including LSD, amphetamines, and heroin. There were no incidents of violence at the Woodstock Festival. I think there was one baby born, wasn't there? Yeah, they called it or Woody. Two? They called it Woody. I, I can tell you what, a lot of babies were conceived at Woodstock. I guarantee you that. Uh, the biggest headaches at, at Woodstock, massive traffic jams. And I can vouch for that because, I mean, Woodstock, New York is like, uh, you know, Woodstock, Georgia makes Woodstock, New York seem, you know what I'm saying? Uh, massive traffic jams, extreme shortages of food, water, medical, and sanitary facilities. That's probably, even if I was alive back then, without, without knowing of food and bathrooms, I probably would have been like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I I I say oh it I wish, yeah it rain, it too. rain too yeah mm-hmm. here's something it I didn't know was, it was probably miserable but I would have done it had you know what how, how historic it was going to sure, be sure in hindsight you know? for sure uh, three mm-hmm. deaths accidental deaths were reported at Woodstock I did not know that uh, it I was didn't know that. Max Yasker's 600 acre dairy farm in Bethel New York so not too far from Woodstock mm-hmm. the city of Woodstock in Bethel uh, it was held. August 15th to 18th, and billed as an aquarium exposition. Three days of peace and music. Unbelievable. If oh, you... here's an interesting question for you. Yes, sir. The biggest the biggest band there in terms of record sales at the time. Most folks band being played on the, was not on the record or in the movie, and it was clear, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. They did not make the movie. I didn't know that. Didn't make, the movie didn't make the record. They're ma- some kind with, with their manager. Interesting. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, a lot of the bands, I think uh, Neil Young is not featured in the movie. They cut him out because he wouldn't sign the release. He also stepped out from a a big portion of the, like, he didn't want to play for part of it. So it was Crosby, Stills, Nash, not Young. He's an ornery little guy. He's Canadian. Yeah. He's Canadian. Both of you said it. That's too funny. I thought Canadians were nice. Thank you, Ken. That was a great call, my friend. Dave's in Alpharetta. Dave, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hello? Hello, Dave. It's actually Ricky. Wow, Chuck, you really whiffed on that one. <laughs> yeah. That's not even yeah, close. Yeah, whiffed on that one. Um, How you doing, you Ricky? Know, one, one thing I think about Woodstock, obviously, uh, I'm Gen X. I was born in, in 73. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't have gone to Woodstock. But, I mean, looking back on it, I think 
yes, it was a music festival, but at, at the same point, I think there was a lot of other things, let's just call them, you know, drugs that drew these people to that area. Yeah, it was a, it was a hippie haven. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it was kind of yes, it's a music festival, but we also kind of wink, wink, knew what the hell was going on. You know what I mean? Agreed. Wink, wink. wink. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the way, private jets. Let me get on another thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather take a private jet, Mark, than I. You know, I drive up. 400 every day <laughs> to get home. I don't know if you can do a private I mean, jet up 400. I mean, seriously, yeah. if I had a helicopter, I'd probably go home. But I, you know, I'd rather take a private jet than drive a Amen, private Amen, Ricky. And you, you don't, what I found too is thank you, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, once you've flown first class, it's really tough to go back to coach. Yeah, I've never flown first class. But flying private and going back to commercial is not, I mean, I don't know. You'd have to ask like Hannity or Jay Z. Can they go back to flying coach now after flying? I wouldn't I think mean, so. go back to flying commercial. I, I think it would be easier to fly first class and then go back to like regular yeah. than to fly a private jet yeah. with nobody on it, you know, and then go back to like common folk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Hannity tomorrow, Chuck, if he could, if he could go back to flying commercial. Hey, did you know Chuck and Hannity like are, are boys? Really? BFFs. Yeah. I don't know about BFFs. But they're they're tight. Was huh. it the construction thing when y'all both worked in construction? Chuck Chuck taught <sighs> him uh, Aikido or whatever the hell he's doing. Right <laughs> Chuck's his his uh, dojo master. Stop it. Uh, Joey's in Jonesboro. Joey, welcome to the show. Joey, hello. Uh, is your name? Hey, yeah, Mark, go ahead, buddy. Mark. Hey, uh, Leonard Skinner died. Crash. Well, how many members died in that plane crash, Deb? You, uh, three? three? Who? Van oh, Zandt? Plus the yeah. uh, pilot. And yeah, I mean, it was yeah. really only like two that walked away. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird how many uh, famous people have died in those private uh, aircraft. I guess I'll be okay. Appreciate I'll never be famous. Taking my call, Mark. All right. Hey, no problem, Joey. Joey's got to run, guys. Joey's got to run. We got to get back. Uh, we have tickets to give away. We do. We have some tickets for the. Uh, Golf um, at East Lake next yeah, the, week, so the, we have a pair if you'd like right. to give those away. So we got one more segment to go on the Mark Aram Show. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram, Matt Mark Aram. By the way, Longoria, the Mark Aram Show podcast is available online at wsbradio.com or on iTunes. You can subscribe to that puppy. I checked on there today. We have five-star rating on the iTunes podcast. That's all because of you, Longoria. You're the best. I love you, man. Throwback Thursday, Woodstock 50 on the Mark Aaron Show. Welcome back. Final segment of the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for hanging out throughout the uh, drive home. Hope you were entertained at some point. Christian joins us on the program. What's going on, Christian? How you doing, Mark? Excellent. Thank you for taking my call, man. What's cooking? Yeah, I was just calling with regards to uh, the uh, giveaway tickets. I don't know if I, if I missed it. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, I got to give away tickets. Hold on. Let me let me put Christian on hold. 
You're locked in, actually, Christian. Joe, are you there? Yes, sir. You want tickets, too? Yes, please. All right, hang on. Hold on. Joshua's in McDonough. Joshua, you want tickets, too? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. I only got well, I only got one pair of tickets to give away, so this is going to be a battle royale on the uh, Mark Aram oh, show. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. If you know the answer, scream out your first name, and I'll answer you first. All right. So that's that's we're going to use that as the buzzer. You ready? All right. Sure. Yes, sir. What town in Montana is Low T Chuck from? Joey. Joey, go ahead. Uh, Montana. Yeah. What town is Chuck from in Montana? I, uh, God almighty. Uh, That's all right. Okay. He's not even actually really from there. He's out. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the, here's the next question. Here's the next question. It's, again, if you have the right answer, scream your first name out. Are you ready? Yeah. Which is better, burritos or enchiladas? Josh, Joey. <laughs> I think it was Joshua. Joshua, what's better, enchiladas or, enchiladas or burritos? Uh, burritos. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Good job. Uh, I'm not giving him those tickets. Uh, they're they're not yours to give answer. away. Hey, uh, Christian and Joey, I appreciate it, but uh, Joshua gets the tickets for knowing, uh, despite Deb Green. The wrong answer. The wrong answer. Hate me, but he knew the answer I was looking for. So that uh, I'm kind of actually... upset that they don't listen and pay attention to yeah, some of the things we bit, talk yes. about. You guys need to listen to the podcast a little bit more. Yeah, it's all right, though. It's, uh, it's burritos. Definitely better than enchiladas. <laughs> Let's do Star of the Show, Longoria. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram? Oh, not Sanjay for dang sure. Um, let's give it to uh, Katie Kylie. She's number one star of the show. Katie Kylie from 97 won the river. Listen to her 3 to 6 p.m. And then switch over to the Mark Aram show at 6. Uh, we'll continue the conversation. Longoria on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. And don't forget, subscribe to the Mark Aram show podcast on iTunes or at WSBradio.com. In the meantime... Go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.